I have hit the button. We are recording. Welcome to the year 2020 and to episode 328 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Marshall Bach. Welcome to another decade, Brian. New year, new decade, new you, new me. New podcast, new topic. Sure. (laughs) Oh, man. It's been a couple weeks, Marshall, since we've recorded an episode. It's weird. Yeah, it's strange to have a couple weeks off. Every Tuesday night, I got kind of cold sweats, like, oh, I haven't done show notes, but there was no episode, so it didn't matter. Yeah, and we, we had two Saturdays of just like, oh, I don't have to be home in the middle of the day. This is so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's awesome to be back because there's a lot to talk about. And uh, I miss talking to you, buddy. I know. I know. It was was a much needed break. But yeah, I feel like it was the perfect amount of time. I think one more week and I would have been like, ah, that was a little too long. And then one fewer week and I would have felt like I didn't have enough of a... A break, um, mm-hmm. but hey, we're back. So we let's are. we we've got our format. Let's just jump back into it. We've got some new supporters from over the holidays. So let's give some shout outs. Yeah, thank you uh, so much to Simon Madsen, Daniel Menyes, Sam Chang. I think this is Sam Chang sucks. Sam Chang. So oh, friend of the pod converted to fam of the pod. What's up? We got uh, Julia Purcell, Kyle Kokonek, Isa Samo, Richard. Sison and Jack Reese. I really hope I nailed all of those names. Let's say you did. But as always, I definitely didn't. So yeah, let's pretend you did. Pretend I nailed it. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. If you don't know, we're a listener supported podcast. You can support the show if you're enjoying it at patreon.com slash design details. So check that out. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we also have some golden microphone supporters. Thank you so much to Sisu. Sisu is looking for a thoughtful and data savvy designer to help build the next generation of analytics software. You can find out more at sisu.ai. That's S I S U.ai. Nice four letter domain name there. Also, thank you to Flywheel. Flywheel is a delightfully designed, managed WordPress hosting platform, thoughtfully built for busy creatives. You can streamline your workflow with their slick platform and suite set of workflow tools. Perfectly made for designers. Get started at getflywheel.com slash design details. And we have a new golden microphone supporter. All right. Thank you to Pathrise. Pathrise is an online mentorship program that gets you a job at a top tech company. You can learn more at pathrise.com slash details. Uh, all right. Let's do a little bit of follow-up, Marshall, since it's been a few weeks. It has been quite a while. Give me the, like... TL didn't hang out with you for two weeks of what you did over your holiday break. <laughs> what yeah. I did on my holiday break? Okay, let me write my report, get it in front of the chalkboard. <laughs> uh-huh. Do they have chalkboards in school anymore? Is it just whiteboards now? I, don't I know. think they're all digital. I think it's just a big iPad. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, what did I do? Uh, Brian, I kind of didn't do anything. Hell yeah. Normally I like... I work, you know, I'll do, as soon as I'm away from the office, I'm like, oh, I have time to do all these other things that I've been wanting to do. And then I get to the end of my break. Usually I take a month off at the end of the year uh, in December and I get to the end of the break and I feel like I I squandered it all by by working the whole time. So this year I said, I'm going to do nothing and I have achieved it. (laughs) Goal complete. Yeah, I bet that's pretty hard to do. Well, so here's here's how I did it is I had a long backlog of books 
and TV shows and movies and stuff that I wanted to watch that I hadn't gotten around to. So uh, it was very easy for me to keep myself entertained, especially with like entire seasons of TV shows that I wanted to see. Oh, so God, yeah. I watched Watchmen and The Boys and Mr. Robot and Unbelievable and uh, this survival show called Alone. I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Uh, I was telling you before this, my, my brother hadn't seen the four most recent Mission Impossible movies, so we watched all four of those. Yeah, I, I've consumed a lot of media. I, I've, I'm up to book eight in the uh, Expeditionary Force uh, uh-huh. series yeah, that I mentioned yeah. before. So, Do you feel sated, or do you feel like you you could do this for another month? I could definitely do this for another <laughs> month, but okay. I, I am looking forward to getting back to work. I, you know, I'm, I'm starting, this is my last week off, so I'm starting to think about all the things that I'm going to need to ramp up for when, you know, my work begins again next week. So trying to get back into it so it's not smacking me in the face Monday morning, you know? Fair enough, fair enough. All right. How about you? What did you do during your holiday break? Uh, well, I didn't take the month off, um, but I, I took, I guess it'll end up being about two weeks give or take with the holidays kind of being in the middle of the week each time mm-hmm. i moved uh we've officially left new york at the time of recording i'm in colorado but i suppose when this airs i'll be in san francisco and then we're going to be doing a, a tiny bit of traveling in january mm-hmm. so i'll be back in san francisco officially at the end of january so that's kind of a big deal Woohoo! Uh, i've been home for uh, the last week and had a perfect amount of time to see some friends, hang out with family, and then get appropriately bored to start working on side projects. So that's great. Yeah, we have we have some of that to talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, have a little more follow up. So I saw this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Pocket Casts, which is one of the main apps that our listeners use to listen to this show. Uh, if you're not listening to this on Pocket Casts, you should be using Pocket Casts. It's the best podcast app on the I've, market. I've tried them all, and I'm back on Pocket Casts. I've, I've left and come back many times. It's, I think it's, it's a couple best. bucks, and it's so fucking worth it. It's such a good app. I mean, mm-hmm. this might as well just be a sponsorship, but like, seriously, just go get it. Anyways, what did you see on Twitter? So uh, I saw that uh, there, there was an update with several new features, and they kind of uh, give an overhaul to the Now Playing page. And one of the the special features that has been added is the ability to do bulk queue uh, changes, right? Big quality of life improvement thing. So uh, I, they had a GIF that was a <laughs> part of this thing, and in the GIF... Uh, I was like, oh, shit, uh, design details is in the queue. That's really cool. That, that, the, the example they're using like, Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, has us in there. That's so cool, right? Uh-huh. And then they proceeded to remove design details from, from the queue. Yeah. And I was like, oh. We were in the queue and then hard passed. <laughs> but at least we were in there. They're subscribed. Whoever does the example gifts for Pocket Cast is subscribed to design details, even if they don't listen to every episode. So I figured we should mention that. I just thought it was cool to be in there, you know. It's really fun spotting the artwork in the wild, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's only happened a few times. But like, sometimes it'll appear in someone's screenshot or like, like I- I've met up with someone and they're like, oh, shit, like I was just listening to it. And like they pull out their phone. Like that is such a cool feeling. So mm-hmm. thanks, Pocket Casts, for yeah. whoever did that. I'm not offended that we were deleted from the queue. It's okay. I'm pretty offended. <laughs> uh, like eight out of ten offended. So, <laughs> sure, offended enough to recommend the the app. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, <laughs> it doesn't uh, squash my love for the app. So yeah. yeah. Uh, but we got a couple other tweets. Yeah. So I guess we've been away from the Twitter account for a little while. But we we have three we can shout out here, and maybe we missed a couple. But 
we heard from Misha Scholte, a.k.a. the Misha Lorian. Well done. Well done. Uh, Misha says, this was such a cool episode regarding uh, our previous episode about component organization and naming conventions. Uh, so Misha says, this was such a cool episode. I've tinkered with my naming and component organization more often than I can count. It's still a struggle to let other designers adopt and feel responsibility for it, though. I often end up being a vacuum cleaner fixing things. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. And my reply to that was, I think like doing custodial work on design files is a totally valid use of time. If you don't do it all the time, that would suck. But like every now and again, yeah, go through, tidy shit up, delete what you don't need, reorganize, rename, like yep. keep your stuff in order. As long as you're not moving other people's cheese, like that's, yeah, yeah. yeah that's somebody's got to do it. And if you're the only one who seems to care, then that's you. I love the, uh, the back and forth of should designers vacuum? <laughs> designers should definitely vacuum. Yeah, Misha says designers should definitely vacuum. Yeah. I agree. I'm the vacuumer in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a tweet, a two-parter from a listener named, oh boy. Here you go. Pavel Ludwizak. Nailed it. Yeah, let's say that's right. So he says, hey, Design Details, regarding your conversation in a recent episode about the hierarchy of buttons, why not keep designs for specific platforms separate in separate Figma files? Or even better, have one shared library of basic components or foundations uh, and another separate library for iOS, Android, web, since platforms could often be very different from each other, even though they share the same foundations, that one shared library. Uh, good point. And this is definitely a valid way to do it, to split it up. And I think basically any way you want to split it up, as long as it's well-organized, is going to be a valid way. But this this makes a lot of sense depending on the product you're building. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it's just got to depend on the like scale of company you're working at and the, the type of product, right? Because mm-hmm. like, for me, anything that I design, I have to have it for Android and iOS. And our team is small enough that it would be more confusing than not to just have to have multiple files. I might as well just have one. Mm-hmm. But maybe when the product grows and there's more engineering and more designers, like then maybe it gets split out. But uh, is anything shared? Like are you duplicating anything between those uh but in the in that library? Like is there stuff that looks exactly the same slash iOS as it does slash Android? Well the crazy thing is um I've found some patterns that make most components shareable between platforms. The main things that change are some small like layout things and typography. So I'm midway through this. This is what I was doing right before break. But um, I'm basically having one set of components and then I'm having a plugin that can just swap it between like the iOS and Android variant. So I only I can only I only have to mock it up once uh, and then it could just convert between the platforms. But it gets a little bit tricky with things like just toggles are different and like checkboxes and nav bars are different so those are like separated between ios and android but for like list items of issues and pull requests those are the same just type is different but anyways good point pavel yeah like maybe maybe as this grows that's not scalable and i'll just have to like take the system duplicate it run the plugin over everything and then call that all right that's like android foundation from now on okay cool so let's let's kind of get into the meat here brian um and and the meat this this week is inspired by a a tweet from listener zach aronson he says thinking about my 2020 q1 career goals and not sure where to start i have nine years of professional experience as a product designer and currently i'm an ic at venmo any thoughts, inspiration, words of wisdom? I thought you gents could help. 
boy, you have misplaced your faith. Uh, (laughs) But this is a great kind of way to start thinking about 2020, and it's a good kickoff for for us to maybe share what we're planning to do for our Q1 2020, and maybe that can inspire you. Yeah, nothing prescriptive here. Yeah, we'll just talk about our goals, and maybe there's a nugget in there. Cool. Uh, Kick us off, Marshall. What are you going to do this year? Okay, here, here's my list of things that I would like to accomplish this year. I don't call them resolutions because I feel like that's, uh, that's painting myself into a corner that I'll feel sad about later <laughs> when I don't actually achieve these goals. So they're, they're goals, they're, they're things I want to achieve, and they're not things that I think I should be doing. These are all things that I want to actually do. That's actually a good distinction. Could you clarify that? I think that's important. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to resolutions, this is why gyms are so busy in January and then everything drops off is because people don't actually want to get in shape. They just feel like they should, right? Yeah. And and it's a lot harder to do something that you feel others should do rather than when it's a self-inspired thing. So I, I try to stay away from anything that is trying to appease other people and only do stuff that's going to make me happy. Uh, Cause otherwise I, my passion won't be in it. Right. Yeah. Intrinsically motivated goals versus extrinsically, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Good vocab. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Hit me with, hit me with your first one. All right. Here's my first one. My first one is I would like to ship an app using Swift UI. Oh buddy. Oh buddy. <laughs> this is close <laughs> to your heart too. I think. Uh, so do you have an idea for an app that you want to make? Uh, I have two. Um, uh, neither is world shaking or anything. That's fine. That's fine. And yeah, and I think that's probably what it should be. Like both of these are kind of ideas that are relatively achievable um, for a person who's learning a new language, such as myself. So um, I'm not I'm not setting my my goals at the stars. Although I do have ideas on how to expand things if if it goes well. So okay, uh, the first one is I, I and I've designed both of these. They exist in mocks, just not in code. So the first one is a solitaire game, and that sounds stupid, but I play a lot of solitaire. And I don't know if you've ever looked at the the app store solitaire games, but boy oh boy are they ugly. They all look the same, and it's all green felt and um, not. It looks like they're all designed for iOS 6. Like nothing's been updated. It's really, really bad. So um, I'm designing a minimalist, or I have designed a minimalist solitaire game that looks very beautiful, I think. Uh, with your feedback, Brian. Yeah, it's, it is. Well, let's say this. It's gone through several iterations. And each iteration, I, I look at it and go, ooh, that seems like you got rid of a lot of important stuff. Like the the... The UI that I'm used to seeing when I look at a solitaire board. But then invariably, every time we talk about it for a few minutes and you explain your decisions, and by the end of the conversation, I look at them like, how could it be any other way than this? Like, <laughs> it's so, you've gotten down to the essentials. So it's great. That is the biggest compliment you could possibly give me. Thank you. Now you just got to build it because <laughs> I, I do want to use it. It's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I actually just have to fucking make it. Um, so that's one. The other one is I have. Um, this is so stupid, but um, it's a it's an app for tracking what shoes you've worn from your collection recently. Uh-huh. Um, I I collect shoes. I'm a big sneakerhead. I fucking love putting things on my feet that look cool. And sometimes uh, I forget what shoes I've worn that week, and I can't flex the same shit two days in a row. So having a tracker, I was thinking about like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to like track these. 
how would that look like? Oh, it'd be kind of a calendar app and like, oh, I could, I could actually learn from what shoes I've worn in the past and what weather it was that day to suggest shoes and, and suggest shoes based on their recency. If I haven't worn a pair in a while, bring that up as a recommendation. So every morning it's like, what shoes should I wear? Or well, based on the weather and what you've worn recently, try these three, right? Uh, and then eventually that could be hooked up to everybody so you can see the popularity of shoes on certain days and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that was the idea. That's a much bigger project than the, the solitaire thing. It's it's much bigger. Yeah, yeah. I've seen mocks as well. And from my point of view, like uh, the mocks are, are gorgeous. I think you make very pretty designs. I just can't understand the problem well enough because I don't experience that. I don't collect shoes or have a, uh, a closet full of shoes that I like want to cycle through. So... Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel as close to the problem. So I felt like it was hard to like give any sort of meaningful feedback about it. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's a niche thing. It, and both of these would just be for me. It's not because like I want to make a million dollars selling the best solitaire game in the world. It's just like every I hate all the solitaire games. <laughs> yeah. I want it for me. If only if no one downloads it except for me, that's fine because this is for me. Same thing with the show thing. Well, here, let me let me intersperse because one of my goals for 2020 as well is to learn a new programming language. And I mm-hmm. think it's going to end up being Swift slash Swift UI. I guess Swift UI is the framework, but mm-hmm. I started. And the thing that I, I did this week I don't think it'll ever be on the App Store. It's just for me. But I made it a pretty app icon. I gave it a name. And it's on my home screen. And it fucking feels so good. So this this one that I built, um, I switched to Safari recently. I, I kind of went all in on Safari. And Safari has a built-in feature called Reading List where you can just add links to it and sort of for me, it's my to-do list of things that I want to catch up on. So if I see somebody tweet a link, but I don't have time to read right now, I add it to my reading list. And then the next time I'm on the subway or on a plane or something, I can just pop it open and, and give it a read. But there was a few that I would read and I'd be like, oh shit, this was really good. I want to reference this some point in the future. But the source of that link was my reading list, which is to-do. So I wanted a favorites, like a place to store favorites. And I wanted the user experience of favoriting a thing to be as lightweight and simple as possible. So what the app is, is I can text myself a link. The URL goes to Firebase. Firebase gets the metadata for it. It's like the title, the author, the description, that kind of stuff. And then I can just render that on the phone. So it's just a list, right? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It's a list of links that I want to refer to at some point. Uh, I can have them on my website as well, so I can, I can render them on different platforms. It's um, so like lightweight editing, lightweight adding, and it's nice. And then I have another idea that I think I'll start working on, which is I have a really, really bad memory, Marshall. Like, really, it's I, I struggle to remember like conversations, or I struggle to remember relationships that other people have with other people. So, like. Um, mm you know, you're telling me about your brother and you and him watched these movies and like, I'll have a hard time remembering that, right? Interesting. Uh, So I want to build, what I want it to look like is like iMessage basically. So it'll be a list of photos and names of people that I care about just keeping like small detailed notes about. Uh And then I can just keep a timeline. It'll be like a timeline design where I'll say like, okay, this date, hung out and did this, had a conversation about this. Like just a timeline of notable things that I might otherwise forget. So it'll be like 
a personal CRM, which I guess sounds a little gross, but <laughs> that's what it'll end up being. Hey, man. I, I look forward to the inevitable day when this is just built into our brains. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Assuming society lasts long enough when we don't like all nuke each other, like I think this is where it's going to go eventually, where you'll just have an expandable hard drive in your brain that you can throw all this stuff with perfect recall, you know? Yeah, that'll be nice. Well, you're taking the first step. Good job, Brian. Uh, yeah, now you've got to get started. All, all I'll say is Swift UI itself is approachable, but I find that it's still dramatically underpowered so i'm having to like fucking just google foo and stack overflow my way through oh that's yeah that's ui kit stuff i don't know syntax i don't know i i'm copy pasting my way through it but i did it i'm like mm -hmm. all right it works now i can go back and like figure out what the syntax means and understand it in the context of a thing that functions yeah and taking that first step is is the hardest thing uh, okay, uh, so yeah, so I wanted to ship an app, and you wanted to learn a language, both with Swift UI. The next thing I want to do is I want to update my personal site. Why do you want to do that, Marshall? Because uh, it's offline right now. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Who cares? I, I don't. I don't really care about my online presence all that much. So I'm on, I'm only doing it just because like it's a fun little project to do. But it's a fun little project to do. So do you have any thoughts on like what you want the website to, what the content should be, or what it should do? It'll probably basically just be an online business card. I, I would like to write more this coming year. So if I do that, then that will go there as well. But f for the most part, I think it's just a, it'll just be a personal business card online. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Well, I guess I could intersperse here as well because one of my goals for this year is to write as well. So I, I rebuilt my blog in December. And so yeah. it would not make sense to have rebuilt that if I wasn't going to keep writing on it. So I've got a few drafts, but it feels more meaningful than tweeting. And it's also like a clarifying activity, just the act of writing. For yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's useful absolutely. regardless of any sort of external impact. Like if anybody reads it or not, doesn't matter that much. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So personal website. Yep. The next thing I want to do is get a promotion at work. Oh, interesting. Do you have anything like that on your list? Uh, no, I, I don't have anything actually about like my day job. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll just do it. I'll just... I'll just go to work and like do the best I can do. All right. Okay. Well, my next one is I want to get back to Tokyo. I, I, I've gone to Tokyo every year for the past like four or five years, but not this last year. And I, I felt it. I missed it. So mm -hmm. in 2020, I want to go back to Tokyo. All right. Do you have any travel plans? So I don't have Tokyo on there, but I do have a, a goal to visit a new country. And I'm thinking... Top of my list is the Netherlands right now. Oh, my God. Everyone I've talked to has that reaction. Like, oh, my God, it's so nice. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Amsterdam in, in fall, winter is gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. <sighs> All right. Yeah, so that's that's top of my list. But otherwise, yeah, I don't have uh, too much travel goals. Just I, I feel like just seeing a new place, even it doesn't even have to be another country, but just like seeing a new place, even in the U.S., feels also useful just to break things up like novel experiences are more easily remembered yep so like adds sort of this milestone to, to life or like pin in your sort of timeline that you can refer back to as like breaking up the maybe monotony of day to day so i'm all about it yeah what you're saying is exactly right that i read an article recently where it was basically saying if you want to live forever do something new every day because, uh, you know, there's this 
common wisdom of as you get older, the years fly by faster. And the reason that that happens is because you're doing basically the same thing every, if not day, every week, right? Like you were saying, those milestones, and the more milestones you have per year, the longer the year feels, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, and that's why when you're young, it feels like it took forever to get to 14, right? Uh-huh. Like you're doing new shit and learning new shit every day. Mm. And as you get older, you're not learning or doing as many new things. So yeah, monotony, that'll, that'll make the years fly by. If that's what you want, then that's cool. But if you want to feel like you live forever, do new stuff every day. So I th th this is a good strat for you, Brian. Yeah. And maybe for, for anybody listening, do something new this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so next on my list is, um, this is superficial, but I would like to overhaul my wardrobe. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Uh, for several years up until the last year, um, I basically wore jeans, a t-shirt, and a hoodie every single day. And I had like five or six different color hoodies and three or four pairs of jeans and a bunch of different t-shirts. And I would just interchange them. They all matched with each other. It was like impossible to make a bad combination. And that was my uniform. I just put on jeans, hoodie, t-shirt every day. And recently I've started, uh, in, in combination with my shoe stuff, I've started to get more into streetwear. And it's a nice, it's a nice feeling. I like, I like buying clothes that are like specifically clothes to be worn. It's not just like uh, something you put on your body to not be naked. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. And as my closet becomes more curated where it's like yes i r really like wearing this shirt and i really like wearing these shoes i notice that i gravitate towards those more often than i do my kind of generic clothes that are just uh nondescript hoodies and shit so that's one of the things i want to do is overhaul my wardrobe and like have have a, an entire closet full of clothes i love to wear every item that is a nice dream i I probably resonate, but I feel like I'm still a little bit more on the like utilitarian side of clothing. But I do want to update a few things and just like grow up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that sounds bad, but like that's what I feel like. You know, I, I'm the same way. Like I've I've worn like jeans and t-shirts and and hoodies, and I can tell. Actually, interestingly enough, like I can tell a different response from strangers when I'm wearing a hoodie versus if I'm wearing like a nice shirt. Mm -hmm. And the fact that that's so obvious sucks, but it's like, okay, well, if I have control over that mechanic in life of like the default first impression, then maybe I can take some steps to make that a little bit better by default. But oh, fuck, it just means like caring about things that I don't care about that much. Yeah. And well, I, I think that's kind of part of the fun of it for me is just like, I actually take care of the things that I own when I really like them, right? If it's just a, you know, $30 hoodie that if I get a stain on it, I can, you know, give it to Goodwill and <laughs> buy a new one, right? Like, no, I, I really like this. I want to keep this particular hoodie. I don't want to mess it up. But but one thing that is, I, I understand about the utilitarian aspect of it is, well, first off, you never have to think about what you're going to wear in the morning. Yeah, but I've, yeah. I've started to gain joy from that of like, while I'm taking a shower, getting ready in the morning, I'm like, what am I going to wear today? You know? what's my fit going to be right uh-huh and that's kind of fun for me but if you know that's not fun i i totally get that because for a while i was like i just want to get out of the house as fast as possible right okay so you're going to overhaul uh some some key wardrobe items uh what else that's about it yeah the other thing is i'd, I'd like to be more consistent with my workout routine but that's a, another straightforward one yeah i don't think that is as straightforward as you th i think you should be a little bit more concrete about 
workout, like three days a week or 15 days a month or something? I have a recurring to-do set up in things now. So Okay, so that's a start. Which is three days a week. Okay, well, I'll say I also have a workout-related goal this year, which is I'm, I'm gaining or I want to gain a specific number of pounds, uh, 14 pounds this year. In muscle, I assume? No, just pure fat, dude. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to be going hard on the donuts. No, uh, <laughs> right. muscle. So maybe this you, you and I can keep each other accountable on this one. We'll check in. Cool. Uh, well, those are good goals. I think the only ones that you and I don't overlap on, like we overlap on a bunch, but um, mm-hmm. I also want to dig into some learning Chinese. I want to be able to ask some questions and give some basic replies, like light conversational light Chinese would be awesome, specifically because my significant other's parents uh, don't speak very much English. And like when we get to hang out with them, it's fine that we have uh, like Effie translates, but we don't get to have a lot of like meaningful self-initiated dialogue. And so I'd love to be able to just like ask questions, even if the reply has to get translated, at least I could initiate a thought. So that's kind of my my goal there. That's awesome. Uh, do you have a, a, a service or something in mind that you plan to use, like Duolingo or whatever? There's a few Chinese-specific apps. Um, I'll probably start Duolingo and see how far that gets me. I've tried before. It's a fucking hard language. Yeah, I don't think it's going to matter which which app you use. <laughs> it's, it's just, just going to be a difficult hard. language. Yeah, but I'll probably start Duolingo and see how that goes and then switch to a like Chinese-specific app if, if needed. Okay. And then the only other one that was different is... so. I, I think you and I are going to be making side projects this year. And I've been making side projects for a long time, and I've never charged for one. Like design details, I guess, is technically a side project that technically makes money, but it's not like a software thing that I like, coded or built, you know? Mm-mm-mm. So like of the side projects that I want to work on, I want one of them to be available to the public. And I want the goal would be to have one person pay $1, right? Like I don't care how much, just like that that feeling of creating something worthy of of purchase and like somebody's going to use it and find financial reason to to take advantage of that or to to buy it i guess um yeah just haven't experienced that so that'd be great cool yeah that's a good goal man like and it helps with your own ability to determine like you know what is a valuable product and if people do download it which i assume they will because you make good stuff um the feedback you get, you'll be the only arbiter of, of what is good and bad feedback, what you should listen to. You don't have to, you know, answer to anyone. It's all up to you and you'll be the one doing the work. So that's a very different situation than anyone you've been in before, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. So uh, hopefully that'll happen. I'm not sure. I feel like the two Swift U ideas I have are not things that could be that. Um, so it'll have to be something else. I'll, I'll think about it. Well, I will. I will. Uh, give you feedback on the mocks when you're ready. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, anything else? Like, uh, I guess that's all going back to this original tweet from Zach. Uh, but yeah, that's what I think we're going to be working on in 2020. So maybe there's something in there that resonates. Yeah. As far as Zach goes, any thoughts, inspiration, words of wisdom? I, I mean, the the way I've always thought about my next year is uh, you, you asked about 2020 Q1 and probably what you should really be thinking about is 2020 Q3, Q4, right? And uh, where you want to be at that time and all the things that you need to do between now and then to get there at that time, right? So your Q1 goals should be probably leading you towards a Q3 or a Q4 achievement. Does that make sense? 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I guess the Q3 part feels a little bit arbitrary as well, or like equally arbitrary, except to say like maybe having it be a little bit more long-term focused is useful. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm speaking from the point of view of somebody who works at a company. <laughs> With a review cycle, yeah. Yeah, yeah that I guess my, my advice was basically like when you think about a, a short-term goal, likely it's in service of a longer-term goal. But mm-hmm. um, if there's stuff that you can knock out and and get achieved within Q1 within the next three months, that's awesome. But yeah, maybe some of the things you should do in the next three months should serve something in the next six to nine months, you know? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I think the only other like, I don't know, word of wisdom would be, I think what we talked about were like, do things because you want to do them, not because other people are doing them. Yep. I think... Like, especially on Twitter, just like watching what everybody else is working on, it, it makes me feel like really distracted. I'm like, oh, that person did this thing that looks fun. I want to try that. And then the next tweet is somebody else doing something that looks fun. I'm like, oh, I should do that because they're doing that. Um, and mm. it looks like they're having fun instead of being a little bit more internally generated. Like, I'm missing this thing in my life or this thing I'm drawn to in my free time regardless of if anybody else in my friend group is doing it. Like Mm -hmm. even just that, like what are you drawn to in your free time? It might be a indicator of like how you could think about goals. Mm -hmm. And it might be that what you do in your free time isn't something you're happy with. So you want to change that. But yeah. uh, Yeah. Not doing things just because other people are doing them. Like learning a programming language because other people are learning a programming language is not a good reason to learn a programming language. Don't chase shinies. Well, let's let's uh, maybe wrap with some cool things. Yeah, and we got a special cool thing oh, this boy. week, Brian. I'm excited. So, well, hey, hey, let me preface this really quick. So, uh, when we first launched our Patreon, we one of our tier rewards was that after three months at a certain tier, people could send us uh, an audio clip of them doing a cool thing, and it would get included in the show. And I I DM'd on Patreon like 15 of you. And only one person has responded. So if you're listening to this and you were at the $8 tier, go check Patreon because I've sent you a message asking for an audio clip. Um, All right, let's continue. Yeah, your time has come. So now we have one from Cameron Campbell, I believe a relatively longtime listener of the show. Yeah, fan of the pod, yeah. Uh, So let's just go ahead and play that. So my one cool thing is an IRL thing uh, that's called Offscreen Magazine. Um, You can check it out at offscreenmag.com, but essentially it's a physical magazine uh, that covers a lot of topics within product, web, and, uh, you know, technology as a broader field. Uh, The difference between this and other um, technology magazines and web design magazines is you won't find, you know, tutorials on how to do a thing in Sketch or Figma or code examples. Uh, It's primarily um, really thought-provoking interviews with uh, people who are in those fields of web and and product and technology. Uh, Now, the content of the magazine is fantastic, but the content aside, the the magazine itself um, is just really beautifully art-directed. So it, it, it has a lot of great uses of typography, color, photography, layout, Um, And you can just tell a lot of uh, thought goes behind each issue. 
Now it's a little bit on the expensive side, um, but I, I think you know to support an indie publisher that's you know trying to do some really cool stuff, you know it, it, it's worth the the price to me. Um, so again, uh, definitely go check it out and maybe subscribe. It's uh, offscreenmag.com. Cameron, <laughs> I am uh, so impressed with not only the quality of the recommendation, but the quality of the recording, the succinctness of your delivery. Straight to the point, on topic, mm, nailed it. Yeah, solid minute 26, just just good, knocked it out. <laughs> I wish I could be that concise. We are not. Our cool things are 20 minutes long. <laughs> um, I checked out Offscreen, and, yeah. or Offscreen Mag, and... Um, very cool. I want to get them. The only problem is I don't have an address to send them to. So <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully when I, I land in San Francisco, I want to check out some of these. I guess they have like six back issues available now, and uh, then you can just subscribe going forward. So I'll probably do that. Yeah. So good recommendation, Cameron. Yeah, I've, I've been aware of this product for a long time, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of analog things. If I'm going to read a book, I typically want to have the digital option so I can read it any, anywhere. But uh, if I were to subscribe to Dead Trees, this would be the one. <laughs> wow, that's a really morbid way to say subscribe to a magazine, but okay. <laughs> it's Dead Trees. Yeah, that's true. Great recommendation, Cameron. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, and if you're one of the other 14 people who hasn't sent one in, get it in. We'll, we'll do one each episode. You've earned it. So, Brian, would you like to go and do your own one cool thing? All right, so my cool thing this week is two links, and I'm just going to go ahead and say these aren't not like positive things they're they're written from like a negative point of view but don't take it too seriously or else you're just going to get discouraged with the state of software today but okay so the first one is called macosdesignreview.com with some hyphens in there so we'll have a link in the show notes and this is just a short collection of links that's slowly growing which is basically like look at these weird design decisions that exist in macOS, and they're like this thing is confusing. This thing sucks. Uh, why does this thing work in this way? So it's a critique, I guess. Um, but it's more like this thing kind of sucks. So I enjoy I enjoy reading this because I do think that there should probably be a little bit more of of critique like this on the internet. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of a here's what should be done instead kind of addendum to each element. So here, here's like an example. Um, Apple News, the app, it used to allow you to subscribe to RSS feeds, mm. but they recently turned that feature off. However, uh, Mac OS by default opens RSS links in the news app. So it used to be you could click an RSS link, it would open news app, you could read that website. Now it just opens news and takes you to a broken page. Like it just doesn't work. Mm. So it's stuff like that. It's like, why Why does this thing suck? This is a bad decision or it was carelessly implemented. All right, so the second one is called grumpy.website, which is basically a Tumblr. Like, I think this might actually be... Uh, it's not a Tumblr, but it feels like a Tumblr. And uh, I think it's two people. Uh, and they're going through. And anytime they see just like something janky or annoying on the web or, or with an application or with macOS itself... They'll take a screenshot and be like, why does this thing suck? Uh, why is this this way? And do you remember the website, uh, Little Big Things? Little Big Details. Little Big Details. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's like that, but for shitty things. <laughs> okay. Like shitty design decisions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is good. This is good. I, I scrolled through a few pages and it's fun. And, and the person who runs it, 
I think the primary author, his name is Nikita. And Nikita has a website where I've been enjoying some articles. One of them, actually the most recent two are about kind of the sad state of software and just like the tolerance that we have for bugs and for things breaking or freezing or crashing. And we have a tolerance for it that we don't have in the hardware world. Like airplanes cannot break. If they break, people die. So we have ridiculously high standards for how things should be built. Yeah. Uh, but we don't really have that for like consumer software i guess and i get that they're we're talking different kinds of stakes yeah, here lives are not at stake here. but it's 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 the tolerance of of sloppiness and i think anyways you can go down a rabbit hole we'll have a link to this uh, person's website in the show notes yeah this is it, you know it's fun to uh to notice all the bad stuff sometimes but Way to uh, admire me and negativity, Brian. Good sorry, job. Sorry, Good job. Sorry, sorry. Welcome. All right. Uh, hit me with yours. What's your cool thing? Okay. So uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I've watched a lot of television shows over the last couple of weeks. And my favorite of all of the things that I've watched, it has been season four of Mr. Robot. Brian, have you watched Mr. Robot before? I watched season one uh -huh. and have not watched since, but I will say the only thing I know is everybody seems to have lost their collective minds about how good the end of season four was. Boy, oh boy, they are correct. Uh, and that was how it was, you know, shown to me as well. It's like, you need to, one of my buddies is like, you got to fucking watch season four. I'm like, ah, did I even watch season three? I can't remember. So I watched the... I was like going through the thumbnails and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. Okay, all this stuff happened. Right, right, right. Okay, where is it going to go? Season three was really hard to watch because there's like bad things happen and it's hard to watch bad things happen to a characters that you care about. Should we say, should we say no spoilers also? Yeah, no spoilers. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ruin it. That's the whole, that's the whole point. I, I, I didn't know anything going in and you as well should not go anything going in. However, two things I will reveal. So the first is that this is the final season, and it was meant to be the final season. This is just the end of the story, kind of like Breaking Bad's fifth season. Uh, end of end of uh, Breaking Bad was fantastic as well. Yeah. yeah, and this that is what I would compare this to is that okay. this is this feels as good as the end of Breaking Bad season five did, and that's the other thing I'll reveal is like it. The ending is fucking perfect. It's exactly what I wanted, even though I didn't want it. Like the way everything is left off at the end, you're like, ah, okay, okay, good story, okay. right? Okay. There are episodes, like, there, you know, there are individual episodes of Breaking Bad, for example, where, like, the fly episode, uh -huh. or, you yeah, know, where yeah, they're, like, yeah. iconic. Yeah. This season has at least two episodes like that, where you're, like, the, the structure and just the way it's written and shot and fucking acted, oh, my God, everybody in the show is top of their game. It's, it's so good, Brian. If you haven't caught up to season four, I would highly recommend you go through seasons two and three because those are both very good, but it, it, it's necessary. You can't just jump in at season four. Okay. I'll probably just end up restarting because I saw season one when it first came out, which was what, like four year, five years ago now or six years ago? Something like that. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while, but yeah, yeah I'd fallen off and I was like, oh yeah, season one and two are good or whatever. Good God, I'm so happy I finished it, and and oh all my of God, the... this is such a glowing endorsement. All right, yeah, I'm in, I'm yeah, in. all of the, especially because it was fed to me as like it's a masterpiece. Like you have to watch this, 
um, like, okay, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> I've seen masterpieces uh-huh. that gets thrown around. I've watched every television show. I know, I know culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, this truly is, I would say, a masterpiece of, of television, you know, filmmaking. Wow. So. Wow. Okay. Watch it. Uh, where can I, where can listeners stream this show? I purchased it. I paid actual money to buy it on iTunes. I think it was 20 bucks for the season. Still. Highly recommended. All right, Mr. Robot. I guess uh, if there's anybody else that hasn't started watching it, you can start, and I'll I'll be restarting at the same time. I guess that sounds. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can figure out how to download episodes because I'm about to take a fucking 14 hour plane ride to Shanghai. So this would be an effective use of that time. Well, I think there's 13 episodes, so you could, if you stayed up <laughs> for the entire 14 hours, <laughs> yeah, you could watch the entirety of the season okay. and step off that plane dazed and confused. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, well, cool. All right. I'll get started. And thank you to Cameron for including your one cool thing as well. Three cool things this week, Brian. Yeah, bonus. And thank you all for listening. Let us know what you thought, especially uh, around like what's what are you doing for 2020? Um, we listed out things that we're working on or goals we have that, you know, the nice thing about having this recorded is we can re-listen next year and be like, oh, how did we do? And feel bad about my lack of progress. And feel bad about lack of progress. But uh, yeah, if you have your own goals or things you've been thinking about that you want to accomplish in 2020, let us know. Just tweet at us. We're at Design Details FM on Twitter. Otherwise, if you're enjoying the show and want to support us directly, you can go to patreon.com slash design details. For just a dollar a month, you can get access to a sponsor-free feed of the show as well as access to bonus content. We have two episodes of Bonus Land that are out now and we'll be doing plenty more in 2020. So mm-hmm. that's patreon.com slash design details if you need more podcasts be sure to head to spec.fm that's our podcast network for designers and developers just like you and that's it hit us up on twitter dm us send us uh you know thoughts feedback suggestions critique comments nits picks whatever it might be (laughs) we're here we're listening we're ready and uh happy new year everyone happy new year Clean slate. That's our our motto so far for 2020, Marshall. 2020. Oh, man. 2020. Get ready for a lot of fucking vision puns this year, man. It's going to be insufferable. Insufferable. Uh Uh-huh.